0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
1: So four different acts of generosity. An incidental act where you were the recipient. An incidental act of generosity where you were the giver a major act of generosity where you were the recipient, and a major act of generosity where you were the giver. So what, did, what came up for you in, in holding all those four, kind of, in, about uh, the differences between these different ways in which these are experienced? What struck you about this, doing this reflection?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I found that the minor acts as giver and recipient were very light, um, and the major acts, both ways, as a giver and the recipient, were had a heaviness to them. Uh-huh. And um, especially as a giver, no, I'm sorry, as a receiver of something major, how hard it is to receive something really major. Um, and and you know, this feeling of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not worthy. Or, um, and, it, and how hard it is to, to receive it. And, to, and it takes, I guess I come to understand, it, it takes a lot of generosity to receive something with your heart open, your hands open. And um, I think that's just the hardest thing.
1: I once uh, offered to drive a friend to the airport, and she said no. And and uh, I felt that was a real pity because she needed the ride, but she didn't want to receive it. But what was a pity was that my, my, my generosity to her was quite pure. And and somehow it wasn't allowed to be fulfilled. It would have been nice, I think, for the world if that could have just kind of had been a clean channel for my action on it. And so, so someone else, please. In the back there. My major act of generosity brought up a lot of mixed, uh, a lot of uh, unhappy emotions for me. It was, I, I agreed to marry a woman and help bring her kids up. And <clears throat> so this is very similar to what, I mean, it's similar to what Anna's talked about, about parent care. Anytime we make a large term commitment like that, there's a lot of potential for regret and we may have to renegotiate every single day, depending on how we feel and what we need. And so I just want to keep that discussion going here because I think it's crucial in living
3: our life with commitment and at the same time with joy. Thank
0: you. Uh, The one where I was a recipient of something large. This was from somebody I didn't know, and I really, I just could not believe that she would be willing to go so out of of her way for me, with no, really, no nothing for her except just doing this. So I was, um, I felt um, awed. by it, uh, thinking that I could never be capable of that myself, and, and sort of wondering what the motivation was. And I will never forget it as long as I live. It was, it was so terrific. The one where I gave in a major way uh, was when my daughter came home with a baby one day, <laughs> well, not quite that simple. <laughs> but no, had no visible or psychological means of support or financial. And I took her in and I actually became the other parent for this child for six years while they lived with me. And I gave really, um, was no problem in giving. But, here's the mixed emotions thing. Uh, she never really acknowledged it and thank me, and I still to this day have a little problem with that. I really expected at least some gratitude.
1: Thank you. From the back there.
3: So for me, it's a, a very small act on my part. Um, it was just um, a new kid, barely out of college, that I started recruiting and work with me. He was he was very unsure of himself, you know, of his ability to code, and all I did was give him some encouraging words. I've been around for a long time, so you know at least he looked at me as a senior person, and I basically just said, you know what, look, I have faith in you. I know you're gonna, you know, um, kick butt. You're gonna do great, and you know, and we since parted away, but nine months later, just like yesterday, he told me basically, you know what, really appreciate it, what you did because of what you told me. I now totally enjoying my job, and I'm doing something I love, because I wasn't sure I could do it. So I was like, you know, it was nothing to me, because, you know, I saw in him the ability to do it, and it wasn't really just like a second thought to me at that point, but it turned out that it really meant a lot to him, so.
1: So in terms of what it did to you, at the time, you, it was something you probably forgot about pretty easily. Yeah, But now, because you came ba- the person came back nine months later and told you this, now you probably won't forget it. No. now yeah. now no, it's, a-
3: Absolutely. It's it's something that I'm going. You know what? You know maybe something I could do for more people. You know, be able to be be able to do that. So, yeah, absolutely
1: beautiful. Thank you. Yes, here.
2: I'm curious about using the words major and incidental, because maybe you're wanting, maybe you could explain or go into the subjective experience of that. Because, I mean, I, I may consider washing someone's dish to be major because I have to deal with so much resentment. <laughs> 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 and the other person, it's obviously, they may not even notice it. It's, uh-huh.
1: it's well, I said, I said also, uh, you know, it required a lot of effort. So, you know, so it was, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to define these things too, 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 too precisely. I think that it's a, each person is going to find their own way through these kinds of questions. And we get got very different responses. It's not, like, it's not like a right answer here. It's like, well, how would you find your... What happens to you when you hear these questions? And what what, gets, what is it awake? So for you, it, it woke up the issue of dishwashing. <laughs> that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected it. But that's, you know, so that's an area of exploration.
2: <laughs> I guess that was just a trivial example. But it, it did bring up... Um, We all have our our ways of expressing generosity that sometimes someone can give me something that they spent hours making, but that was very easy for them.
1: Yeah.
2: But for me, it was a huge, major gift. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's that the discrepancy between our experience of giving and receiving is subjective experience. Because I can think of a major gift as being a lot of money when, you know, these days it's like two clicks of the mouse. and You can give someone a huge amount of money.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, so, the, so it's, it's interesting to look at these differences and how it is internally for us to be be, be part of these differences. You know how it affects us differently and and um, and um, in all kinds of ways in terms of our motivation and the feelings, the mo- different mixed motivations that go into play, the reactions we have, the mixed reactions we have, the um, um, you, know, it was, you know what our expectations are and come into play differently and. There's a whole rich world here to look at, to understand the nature of how we are with generosity. Anybody else? One more?
4: Uh, what I noticed was the, um, the small acts stood out as very bright pinpoints of, of uh, a strong sensation. And... Um, and so quite memorable, um, <clears throat> the ones I thought of anyway. Uh, and when I was the recipient of a significant act, the the ones that came to mind were things that, on reflection, I realized were strong acts or, you know, very big, um, a lot of effort that the the giver gave to me. But at the time, I realized I just it was just part of the background. That was just the w- the way things were. Um, and, uh, but when I reflected on uh, uh act that I'd done that had taken a lot of effort, <clears throat> the one that came to mind was something that um, was, you know, very joyful to me. I learned a lot and a lot of clarity during that time. And um, so I don't know what the meaning of that is, <laughs> but uh, it was just interesting that the how when I was the, re- the thing that, that I, is most memorable to me was to realize how, when I was the recipient of some ongoing long effort on somebody else's part, it just became normal.
1: Interesting. To me. Sometimes we take it for granted. So, the, um, you know, sometimes generosity is difficult, or it requires a lot, it's a little stretch, a lot of effort to do it. Sometimes it comes, flows off, and so I guess we'll hardly notice we've done it but how does, the effect it has is different, and the feelings, the relationship we have is different, and it's very interesting to study all that. So, since I said it was the last one, but since Arden really wants to say something, it's fine to include Arden here in this discussion.
0: Sorry, I didn't realize that you said it was the last one. I thought...
1: Let's go ahead, it's fine.
0: No mistake. Um, one of the things that's coming up for me is that um, I'm having trouble um, pinpointing Or I'm having trouble when I think of someone who's had a really negative influence on my life but also done generous things, and that, I don't really know how to formulate my question.
1: It makes it interesting. But,
0: like, the most influential people in my life, some of them have been quite strongly negative and inappropriate, but then there have been things that they did that were generous. Right.
1: So, I mean, one strategy, one approach that some people like doing is to separate out the actions from the person we have such a strong tendency sometimes to identify ourselves or other people this is the kind of person it is that's a mean person there's no mean people, there are people who are mean sometimes um, and so if you separate out the acts from the person then sometimes it's possible to uh, have a wise relationship to the individual acts when they're being generous it's possible to celebrate that when they're being mean that's a time to have a different relationship with them you know, to respond in a different way um, and I think I think the whole social world is a lot easier to negotiate when we don 't fixate people into certain categories or generalizations about who they are so that 's one approach to take most relationships are going to be mixed, so we have to kind of figure out how we negotiate the mixed nature of the relationship you know there's there 's seldom someone who are completely happy with um, you know hundred percent they 're like the perfect saint in our house you know we married the person and you know. They do everything exactly the way that they're supposed to do it to so be, you, you be happy, you know. They always put away their socks, you know, on the floor. And they always clean up every possible day. Di- I don't know, you know. It, there's always some mixed things, so we have to figure out how to balance that or hold that. I think. Is, is that... You want to say more?
0: Oh, I'll work on that.
1: Um, my... Um, when I sat the three month retreat at IMS, mm. now I'm not going to say the story. Oh. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I, I know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's generous to someone else. Ah. It's generous to someone else who's not here. Um, but I once had a, a benefactor who uh, supported me to go on retreat but the person also became my uh, Vipassana Vendetta. So it was just kind of very strange to have both the same person. Negotiate that one. Um, um, So I can leave it to your imagination. (laughs) So um, I would like us to do um, another round of discussion. You guys have done a discussion before we take a break and um, so we'll take a break around 2 15 so another 25 minutes or so and um, um, well, i believe that one of the important things to investigate in investigating generosity or relationship generosity the practice generosity is um what is the family what is the what background do we bring to generosity? How we've been conditioned, how we've been shaped in our attitude and relationship to generosity, by our family, and by our culture. You know, all, it could be our life experiences as well. Uh, but um, there are uh, different uh, families have very different attitudes towards being generous. Some are really into it, and some are really um, not into it at all. They think you're a sucker if you're generous, and. Um, so how do, how do families hold generosity? And what, what lessons do you get growing up? Um, and also your culture. You know We're a multicultural f- uh, world, and different cultures have different attitudes uh, um, towards generosity. And how, what is it about your society that you grew up in? What lessons did you get about generosity that might have been formative for you? That, that might, might have been beautiful. It might have been uh, not so beautiful, how you were formed or conditioned or shaped by the lessons you had growing up. Maybe some of them you had to unlearn as an adult. Some of them you didn't notice when you became, but then when you're an adult, you say, wait a minute, those are really good lessons I had. My parents were right. <laughs> you know, now I think I should really you know, try to do that. But so to explore, what is, what's the family background and cultural backgrounds that have fed in or been a background of your attitude in relationship to generosity? And what I'd uh, like to suggest is uh, that you would do this in pairs and that um, you guys just have an open conversation back and forth around this. But uh, both people, be very careful. Uh, it's this open conversation back and forth that uh, both of you have equal opportunities to speak. It's really a you know um, ping-pong, right? You're going back and forth. As opposed to... Don't, don't, be very careful that one person isn't going... I guess be careful you don't go on and on. <laughs> don't make the other person responsible to check you but make sure that you're, you're really an equal partner in this and you're not kind of spending much, much of that time kind of talking about your, your um, how it is for you and um, something lovely can happen when it goes back and forth you kind of build on each other in some way or one person says something it stimulates something else in the other and and if you just hold forth on your own thing then you're not going to be stimulated by new ideas coming in does that make some sense? Yes. and um, so um, Let's do that for... Um, I don't know, I'll feel the energy in the room, how it feels. But I thought probably about 15 minutes uh, have that conversation with someone. Let's see how that... If, that's, you know, if it seems too long, I'll end it earlier. If it seems not long enough, we'll continue. Um, so, uh, is there any questions about that? So, same thing as before. If, there, if we're an odd number of people here, then if um, people who don't find a pair... Just stand. Standing will help the other people who don't have one to find you. And if you still don't, if there's one person left, then I'll help the person form a group of three. So, so thank you.